Hello humans and welcome to Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber and today is January 18th, 2021. Um, so I've already tried to record this a couple of times, um, but situations just keep popping up that um, I have to start the audio over, um, which I think is actually a pretty good example um, or a good jumping off point for today's episode um, because what I, I'm essentially planning on talking about is what my priorities are right now. Now, one of the things that we're definitely going to have to do um, next is get a new car. Um, we hadn't decided quite yet if we were going to put the money into our current car or get a new one, and it just makes way more sense to get a new one. Um, and trying to decide what kind of car we needed um, ended up being like a pretty significant relationship conversation for Thomas and I, um, because for many, many years now, we had thought that we were going to do tiny living. We were going to be on the road. We were going to have a, a trailer, or maybe we would um, park um, long-term um, on different farms, permaculture farms. We thought we would be hanging out in different communities, um, intentional living communities, even spiritual communities. And um, especially over the last six months after the last time we pushed to get an apartment um, or buy something like a house or a condo or something, um, we didn't have quite enough money. And we went back to the drawing board and we were like, do we want to do a van? Do we want to do some sort of tiny house trailer? Um, and the hard, cold truth is just no. Like we, we know we don't have enough money to do exactly what we want to do yet, but um, as of yesterday, you know, it just made more sense to both of us to just give up on all of these like plan B, C, D, E, F, um, because it's taking actually a lot of energy away from just working on plan A. Um, and I hadn't really been able to acknowledge that so much before um, until I kind of stopped working on all the old plans a little bit over the last like, few weeks and just focusing on what we actually want to do, which I will talk about, I promise. Um and so trying to get a towing vehicle, something bigger, something with less fuel efficiency, but that had the ability to um, put everything we own in it, which um, we've been there before uh, when we were homeless and a Ford Taurus is certainly not the kind of vehicle you want to try and fit things in camp out of and stuff like that. Um, so we definitely thought we might spend more and get something that could tow, something that we could fit everything we own, something that could fit like um, a full camping supply. We looked into all sorts of different um, road life combinations, essentially, and tried to find places that we could park a tiny house permanently. None of these plans are very practical. Um, and on top of that, two chronically ill people with food sensitivities and multiple chemical sensitivity um, and anxiety and depression and trying to work online, um, not, I just, it's actually somewhat staggering to me that um, I ever thought that I could make that work. I think it just shows how delusional and traumatized um, I've been for many, many years now, thinking that I could just set my needs aside. It wouldn't matter how uncomfortable I was. Um, and I was essentially just trying to get out of people's way and do something that um, other people wouldn't have to worry about anymore so that I wouldn't have to talk to people anymore about what I needed, what I wasn't working, 
um, and where I was still going. And there's a lot to unpack there. And I don't think that I'm going to successfully do that in this episode. But there's a lot of uh, parts work success, like a lot of work talking to my parts, talking to my younger self, talking to my trauma and essentially explaining to myself from my logical mind to my, I guess, like subconscious or illogical mind um, that, you know, the plans that I used to have just aren't ever going to work and essentially providing evidence to my anxiety that what they wanted me to do, what I'm trying to get myself to do, there is definitely a disconnect between what my body and conscious mind think and do and act on any given moment. Um, And I think that part of that detachment is me constantly trying to talk myself into doing things that I didn't want to do um, and having a almost complete disregard for my own needs, just trying to push through to get to the point where I was making enough money and had a place to live. And the very sad irony of attempting to uh, work hard enough so that I could have enough money and have a place to live was that um, how I was going about doing that, the pursuit of doing that since I was a teenager um, is essentially what burnt me out and made me disabled for the past six years. Um, And I haven't been able to make any money since I became disabled and I haven't been able to find a place for Thomas and I to afford to live since I've been disabled. Um, and even though we're, Thomas works full time, it's not enough money to even rent um, an apartment near here. So, um, or really anywhere in Western Washington, we tried. I really, really, really tried. Um, but essentially, instead of trying to go back to plans that we thought would be easier or plans that would be quicker or plans that would cost less money, um, I'm just putting all of my energy into creating the plan that we actually want. Um, which is essentially to find a clean, safe, semi-private, if not completely private, um, space that has enough room for us to have an office. Um, That's kind of why I said that earlier it was notable that um, I kept having to restart the audio. Um, It was because um, Thomas woke up and so he came into the living room where I was trying to record before. Um, and didn't know I was recording. And then, um, I tried to move to the bedroom, but I didn't shut the door. So when he blew his nose, it messed up the audio and I would have to start over. And I thought that that was a pretty good representation of, um, if the both of, both of us are going to continue to produce, um, podcasts as a big part of what we're going to be doing next, um, we need a dedicated quieter space, um, to be able to do so. And right now, um, we have essentially two rooms. We have a big main room, um, that we have our kitchenette and the bathroom off of, and then we have a bedroom and there's a little bit of an entryway between the two, but it's all pretty much open. The only, you know, doors or bathroom and bedroom. And so if he's asleep, I'm in the living room. If he's working in the living room, I'm in the bedroom and it doesn't necessarily make for great, um, ability to run a business, ability to consistently produce and upload content. And so um, it's been okay. We've been doing it for almost a year now, but um, thinking ahead to what we want to do, I have this show and Thomas has Tending Trauma, which I'm helping produce. And um, those are kind of our favorite projects right now. There's a lot of other things going on 
Um, but essentially like the work that I'm trying to do that I'm going to be focusing the most on, um, hopefully is this podcast and uh, my Instagram account. It's all surrounding um, my own healing journey, as well as putting together a protocol that I hope to share one day um, around the concept of healing um, the physical body post-traumatic uh, experience, um, especially complex post-traumatic um, experiences um, that are very much ongoing and aren't responding well to um, just mental health treatment. Um, my theory, my science is that uh, trauma um, really messes us up at a uh, cellular, if not even, um, if not genetic level. And if we went through trauma over long periods of time that had to do with our programming, our self-esteem, how we interacted with the world, who we were supposed to be, um, whether or not taking care of ourselves was okay if we were experiencing abuse at the hands of the people who were supposed to be taking care of us. Um, it royally messes up not only how you think about yourself, but how your body operates. And um, I learned that quite a bit working with Thomas's um, autoimmune and arthritis, as long with his um, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, and knowing that from a very young age, he had consciously and actively decided that he didn't matter anymore, um, and that he could just take whatever came at him, and the best way to not be suicidal um, was to just stay curious about what was going to happen next. Um, and that was Thomas's coping strategy from a very young age. And by the age of 12, years later, um, he was diagnosed with junior idiopathic arthritis, which was essentially um, his body was clearly attacking itself, um, but nobody really knew why. Um, and even after over 10 years of really, really heavy medications to suppress his immune system so that it couldn't attack um, him anymore, um, I don't think we've still been told exactly what caused it. Um, I'm not sure that doctors, they didn't know at the time, that's why they called it idiopathic. Um, nowadays, they they consider the same thing to be rheumatoid arthritis because it is autoimmune. Um, but the fact that I was able to get Thomas in remission with a combination of a diet and supplements um, doesn't really speak um, accuracy to the theory behind what is going wrong with all these people's knees. Um, and so I am working, you know, through the theory without too much um, scientific background, just my own um, experience as a researcher to figure out the connection between um, what we might consider to be like a, a mental trauma um, and the physical implications it has on the body. There's also a lot of evidence to suggest that actual physical trauma, um, physical abuse um, has long lasting long-lasting consequences on our physical bodies. Um, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that, um, say, for example, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, um, which happened, it's kind of hard to say how many women it's actually impacting, but maybe somewhere around 5% of women are being impacted by a extremely debilitating um, physical and psychological disorder that happens around, you know, post-ovulation, um, be, between before uh, menstruation, but sometimes it doesn't fit into that window 
properly, which is a really good indication that it's not just um, PMS. But um, so often, myself included, people who have PMDD also have um, significant traumatic stress. So there's just a lot of evidence popping around that says that stress causes physical damage on the body and those long-term consequences are causing a lot of our um, chronic illness symptoms, mental illness symptoms. And um, I'm in the process of creating a protocol that I'm using on myself um, to mitigate those symptoms, if not eliminate them entirely. I'm not sure what the extent of my work, the limits of the extent of my work are. Um, but I'm going to be documenting that process um, on my Instagram and here while also working to help produce Thomas's podcast, Tending Trauma. Um, last season, he was talking a lot about mental health, but this season he's talking about systemic um, oppression and um, systemic trauma that is perpetuating um, huge swaths of people to um, experience generational trauma and pass it on to the other people in their systems, other people in their communities. Um, and it's just, it's, it, the systems that we currently live in are increasing the collective trauma burden so significantly that it's shocking that anybody is making it through. And the truth is many people aren't. Um, so that's, that's tending trauma, exposing isolation. It's a little bit more personal. And then Beyond that, my company, Sapient Living, um, there's a lot of projects that I'd like to work on with that, but um, I just need to focus on my health and I need to focus on healing myself. And I'm going to be working with um, numerous new medical health providers. Um, I have a new psychiatrist. I have a naturopathic doctor. I have a therapist. I'm meeting with two more therapists, potentially more. Um, to just try and put a treatment plan together because my anxiety still, even though my physical health is improving, my anxiety is still too debilitating to be effective um, as an entrepreneur, even as a volunteer. Um, but as an entrepreneur, as a producer, um, if I ever hope to be able to earn an income for myself and as I hope to make the additional monthly income or help Thomas and I earn the additional monthly income we need in order to um, get a home of our own. Uh, I have to be able to work on my anxiety. I need to be able to continue to improve my health. So those are the priorities right now. Um, get a new car, work towards having a home. That hasn't really changed, but um, what that home is going to look like has narrowed. Um, it will not be a tiny house. It will not be a trailer. Um, we're not going to farm we're not going to go camping. That's just not us. And holding on to those um, backup plans is really draining. So I think that's all for now. And I'll catch you on the next one.